Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Dawson, pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Delaney, so what? It's the 80th episode of the Melchester Odyssey, and it looks like we might be on the brink of finding out, Sam, who it was that shot Roy Race Mm. in the hair all those months ago. Um... I mean, there's a very big clue at the beginning. There's always a little strap line at the top, isn't there? That gives you a little insight into what's coming in, in the uh, the issue. And it's just some speech marks. And someone says, they're crazy. I don't even know how to fire a gun. So <laughs> who's saying that? We will find out today, I hope. A um, little bit at the top there fills us in on what's been going on and it says fanatical fan Trevor Brinsden one of the suspects in the search for the gunman who had tried to kill Roy smuggled himself into Melchester Rovers home match against Hunterford but was spotted by irate Rovers fans Roy dived into the crowd to rescue Brinsden and then left the ground midway through the second half I mean it all happened didn't it last time out yeah um, exactly, that's why I gave the last one a 10 out of 10, mate. It was yeah, fucking madness. Right yeah. I think you were right here with hindsight. Um, I'd like, can I retract my 9 and upgrade it well, to a 10? A bit like or is, now. It, is it set in stone? No, I'm not allowed to. No. Uh, okay, fair enough. You made you, enough. you made your bed, now lie in it. Yeah, yeah, I'm all right. I'll, I'll think twice next time. Yeah. I'll give it a bit more consideration before I uh, grade, a, grade an episode. You, you, were, you, you were sloppy. Mm. You were sloppy. I was, I was. Something for us all to think about there. Um, so, it resumes with a bit of action on the pitch. Um, and Trevor Cassidy, the substitute, is on, <clears throat> which one of the, the fans tells us. Bit of exposition. Trevor Cassidy, the substitute, has taken over where Roy left off. <clears throat> <laughs> and he does, he puts a lovely cross into the box. That's a beautiful ball to Paco Diaz. And Diaz hits it first time. Back of the net. And there it is. It's there. 3-0. Nice one, Paco. <laughs> yeah, thanks. You've assimilated Thank to the though. English game very, very well. <laughs> you've adapted. You've assimilated. You've learned the language. You've made an effort. And that's that should be a template for all of all of our... I've got no problem with our foreign cousins coming to settle here. But you have you've... to try to integrate with our ways of doing things. You've turned your back on paella and are now enjoying egg and chips for your main meals. You speak English 
and soon you shall you shall shave your hair and get a neat haircut. <laughs> you still have the traces of a Spanish accent, but that will fade in time. <laughs> yeah, see, whatever. And uh, it says a less than enthusiastic roar had greeted the Spanish superstar's goal. Oh, what's that about? And he says, Madre mia, maybe they get so used to see me scoring, they not get excited anymore. <laughs> well, he doesn't score that many, does he, compared to like Roy? Or Roy, yeah, he doesn't get much of the ball, that's why. <clears throat> he's confused because he's he's a, a, a Spaniard abroad. He doesn't mm. understand what's going on here. And Blackie's there to explain. Uh, it's got nothing to do with you, Paco. At <laughs> any other time, the fans would have raised the roof. But this Trevor Brinson business has got them guessing. Roy <laughs> thinks he's figured out who tried to kill him now. And all the suspects are down at the police station. <laughs> How the fuck does he know this? Get them all what? back in there, mate. Some major exposition there from Blackie. Um, yeah, they're all at the police station. How, how does Blackie know this? Do we? Uh, I have no idea. I don't know, but uh, whatever. So then, at that moment, um, we cut to the police station. Roy's there with two detectives, uh, and one of them says, "Roy, what you're asking is highly irregular. It it's like something out of a Sherlock Holmes movie." <laughs> so Roy's down there, and typical Roy, he's fucking taking over. He's doing their job for them. He's got a suggestion. We don't know what it is yet. But um, he thinks he can solve this crime better than they can. Which he just says. He says, I know, Inspector, but none of the suspects have broken down under questioning so far. So what have you got to lose? He's turned up. He's basically said, right, you're having no luck solving this crime. I'll do it for you. Here we go. Get a load of this. Right, you put your fucking knickers on. You put the fucking kettle on. It's time for me to detective this. Detective the fuck out of this. And so, moments later, into the room come uh, five men. <clears throat> and Roy thinks, here they come. All the people <laughs> who've threatened to get even with me for one reason or another. And I'm going to knock each and every one of the fuckers out one by one. <laughs> what a fucking parade of cunts. <laughs> Look at I'm them now. I'm going to tie them all to a pe- uh, tie them all to a chair, douse them in petrol, and then cut their fucking ears off. I've been thinking I might get one of them to start torturing the other one. You know, like say, right, I could give I could give Brinston a knife and say, right, I want you to cut off Vic Goffrey's left ear, but if you don't, I am going to cut off your bollocks. I'm basically God in this situation. You know what I could do? I could get them to kiss. <laughs> That'd be go funny. On. Now, go on. Wank him off, then. <laughs> Wank him off. Why not? You fucking... <laughs> I tell you what, I'm getting angry now. You better fucking wank him off by the time I count to three or something what? fucking nasty's going to happen. One word for me and you're doing 20 years anyway, so start <laughs> wanking him. Do start wanking And he'll be doing a lot worse than wank-offs in Nick, I tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> so get it over and done with. <laughs> you don't have to make him come. Uh, Just wank him for about 30 seconds. Ten, like, literally, 10 pumps. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> he, should, he shouldn't come off of that. Fucking hope not, anyway. He's a fucking kid. 
A fucking two pump pirate. <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> two pump pirate. <laughs> That's a t shirt. <laughs> we used to say that all I'm the time when pirate. we were kids. Two pump pirate. <laughs> oh god fucking hell we were like fucking blackie we were on a fucking knocking shop out in Prague when we had an away game in Europe fucking hell he spent, I spent a fortune bailing him out fucking two pub pirate over there I says blackie you're wasting your fucking money you're better off having one off the wrist before we come out <laughs> so they're all in the room um, let's remind ourselves who they are because I've forgotten we've got um, that's Elton Blake at the front the actor then there's Vic Guthrie of course the player Arthur Logan Kenny's dad uh, then there's that'll be Trevor Brinsden there looking a bit beaten up and then it's Arnie Meckiff isn't it Roy's cousin at the back what a fucking gang <laughs> what's the matter with you Brinsden what do you mean, what's the matter with me? I just had my fucking head kicked in at Mel Park. <laughs> fucking kangaroo court, mate. <laughs> <laughs> fucking angry mob. I was only there watching the team. Angry mob fucking decided that I was the fucking murderer. No, one of them's called me a fi- filthy little killer. Next thing I know, they're just kicking the shit out of me. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I had gone down there to finish him off, but... But fuck's sake. How about habeas corpus, eh? <laughs> That's my line, you cunt. Shut up. <laughs> you didn't even know what that fucking meant till fucking five minutes ago, cunt. <laughs> Sorry, Roy. <laughs> and I was the one who stopped them fucking killing you. <laughs> uh, you owe me a fucking apology, you cunt. <laughs> A hush fell over the interview room as Roy's gears roved the five suspects. He thinks he's fucking Poirot. This is exactly what what Poirot does at the end of fucking Murder of None. All that, he assembles all the suspects in one room. I've been watching that fucking Poirot. He's fucking cracking. I want to do the same routine with these cunts, so get them all together in an interview room. I'm going to walk about with my hands behind my back, just like that cunt does. I don't want it fucking recorded, though. (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to say some pretty fucking wild things in there. Might get fucking messy. <laughs> <laughs> now get me so, a phone book, because I've seen in the Sweeney, if you bash someone about with that, it doesn't throw marks up. <laughs> <laughs> a hush fell over the room. Um, and Roy goes to Trevor Brinson first. Could it be you, Trevor? Our fans certainly seem to think so. And then Trevor says, they're, they're, they're crazy! I don't even know how to fire a gun. Yeah, fuck off. Roy turned to his villainous cousin, Arnie Meckiff. That's his full title in this, isn't it? Villainous cousin, Arnie Meckiff. Uh, And you had every reason for wanting to silence me, Arnie, especially after I threatened to expose your nasty little land racket. (laughs) Nine-year-olds reading this going, what's a land racket? Is it like a tennis racket? Do you dig with it? What is it? They have just fucking made his crime more straightforward and easy yeah. to understand. He had to, his, his, like, his was quite a complex white-collar crime that was mainly so, based around admin and paperwork. Yeah. And uh, Arnie says, well, OK, but I'm not a murderer, sport. Yeah. Um, then it was the turn of former television star Elton Blake. 
Roy says, you must be bottom of the list of suspects, Blake. After all, you gave yourself up to the police, didn't you? And uh, <laughs> Blake, the actor, says, look, do we have to go through all this again? I've made a full statement. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be appearing in pantomime <laughs> at the Melchester <laughs> Royal this afternoon. A matinee performance, you know. <laughs> I'm supposed to be appearing in Run for Your Wife, the farce <laughs> written by Ray Cooney at the Bradford Alhambra. <laughs> Please release me. <laughs> My Do you remember when they used to have that in, in, I, the, in the credits of TV shows? They would tell you which the star of the show was appearing in. Um, a play or something. Really? Yeah, they used to do that on like BBC. They must have got that in their contract. Yeah. Like, you know, the agent must have said, you, we, we want written into the contract that you publicise his latest theatrical performances. Yeah. Different times. Yeah. Different Not a bad idea. Yeah, we should do that at the end of this if we're appearing. Yeah. In Andy Dawson is currently appearing as Dick Whittington at the <laughs> Sunderland Theatre Royale. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish. <laughs> I don't know why I've not been asked to do pantomime by now. Oh, I mean, same, same goes for you. Yeah, I fucking I would do it in a fucking shot. Oh yeah, mostly for the money because it's apparently God. really well paid. But mm. also, um, also because fucking uh, pantomime, it's just isn't it? pantomime. And, uh, like yeah. I used to do the school plays when I was a kid, and I'm not joking. They're some of the happiest experiences of my life. Mm-hmm. They were mm-hmm. just so much fun. It was fucking Well, I mean, great. when we do our live shows, I see you come alive, Sam, <laughs> in a way that you don't off stage. <laughs> I fucking so love it. Still, uh... It's the smell of the grease paint, mate. Of course it is. I fucking it? love it. Anyway, back to Elton Blake. Uh, right. Uh, and Roy says to Elton Blake, I'm more concerned with the statement you made on the way into the police station last week. I happen to be watching the television interview. And then it cuts back to Elton Blake going into the police station saying, if you think I'm the kind of person who goes around shooting football managers and trying to run people down on motorbikes... I'm a trained actor. Do you think I have (laughs) time to be engaging in that kind of tawdry activity? I would only do that kind of thing if it was scripted (laughs) and highly prepared for. In fact, I'd have a stuntman do it for me. Perhaps if I was cast as a as a criminal in an episode of Shoestring. <laughs> that comes to mind because I narrowly missed out on just such a role earlier this year, much to my chagrin. Yeah, Trevor Reeves a good friend of mine, but I do not believe he is suitable for that role. It should have been mine all day long. <laughs> and the yes. Bloody football manager. He must have had something over the over the casting director, in my opinion. Mmm. Not the first time. So what for what I hear. Mm. <laughs> um. And Roy says to him, "That's what you said, wasn't it, Blake? Or would you like us to check it by asking for a copy of the film?" And Blake just looks very nonchalant. He says, "Do what you like. What's so important about that interview, anyway?" <laughs> Here we go. Here we go, Sam. Roy says. It's very important, because apart from my wife, I didn't tell anyone about the motorcyclist who tried to run me down. Not even the police. Well, I mean, it was in Roy of the Rovers, but um, apart from that, <laughs> no one else knows. Fucking hell. Bombshell. He says, so how could you have known about it, Blake, unless you were there at the time, riding that bike? Blake is speechless. He just goes, hey, hey, Race must have told somebody else. 
Maybe I, I read about it in the newspapers or saw it on television. So, and uh, one of the detectives says, if you did, Mr. Blake, the police would have followed it up. Like look we're going to a, do now. Look at how much of a cunt this policeman looks. Yeah. I mean, look at Stone his face. Horrible. Yeah. <clears throat> like you, don't have any, do you don't have any Irish blood in you, do you, Mr. Blake? <laughs> Sounds like an Irish name. <laughs> we've what are you talking about, man? We've got a list of unsolved crimes which we suspect involve Irishmen. We're looking in into the local Celtic community. <laughs> so he says uh, the police would have followed it up like we're going to do now. Let's go. Blake says, no, no, no. He's lying. Race is deliberately trying to destroy me like he did before. And <laughs> he goes for Roy and the detective who is closer to Elton Blake than he is, than Blake is to Roy rather than apprehend Blake he just shouts Roy look out <laughs> uh, just warn him yeah I mean he could look he could out wrestle Blake to the floor but no look out people in, in comics one of the biggest sort of daft conceits is the, the use of look out we forever yeah. are seeing bits where someone says look out about something that happens in a split second but yeah. the other person registers the warning and manages to avoid the threat like mm. I'm reading 1950s Roy and there's this bit and Roy's still a kid and he's got a nemesis who's trying to sort of stitch him up all the time. And they're at a, they're at a, um, at a fate, a local fate mm. in the village. And, and they're doing this shooting game where you have to whack balls at a, tar- a wooden person, like in a yeah. shooting gallery. And Roy's been amazing at it and, like, got six in a row. And then he goes up to pick the wooden men up, right? And this other cunt can't remember his name Bertie or something he comes out of nowhere and thinks ah, here's my fucking chance and he wa- wallops a fucking ball right at Roy right he thinks I'm going to fucking crack him in the back of the head the cunt right and uh, he fucking wellies this ball but as Roy is like bending over to pick it up he hears someone go look out Roy Bertie's kicked a ball and it's going straight for your head and Roy manages to manoeuvre himself out of the way while simultaneously holding up the wooden effigy at such an angle that it purposely bounces the ball back at equal velocity straight into this kid's head, right? And it knocks the kid over. The kid falls back into a fucking stepladder that's there for some reason and a paint pot full of red paint falls on the yeah. cunt's head. Right, get in, and the kids going, ah, oh, fucking joking, get it off me, get it off me, and Roy's all like, goody two shoes, like, oh, quick, get it off him, like that. I didn't think that the paint would go on his head. I was just trying to teach him a lesson, and I'm thinking, what the fucking hell, right? He's whacked a ball. How long have you really smashed a ball hard? And it's only like Roy's only like fifteen yards away. How does he have time when someone says, watch out, Roy? He spins himself around and works out the geometric fucking sums to, like, send the ball flying back in this kid's face. What I'm saying is... I don't is, know. I don't know, but I'm glad he does. Yeah, it is that's good. That's all I'm saying. So there we are. That's the end of that one. But we're only halfway through the fucking episode, so we'll, we'll, we'll do, a do the header. next cunt. And it says next week, it's a knockout. So we'll find out what happens very, very shortly. Um... Mark's out of 10 for that one. I'm going to give it 10. Yeah, I'll give it 10. Things are really ramping up. Because it looks as if we found out who shot Roy. 
Mm. It looks as if it was Elton Blake. And that's a twist. Yeah. Jalapeño. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Jalapeño. So we'll just carry on. Um, quickly at the top of the next issue, the following week, it says, At Melchester Police Station, the five men suspected of trying to gun down Roy were confronted by the Rovers player manager who proved that television actor Elton Blake had made a previous attempt upon his life. Realising that he had been exposed as the would-be killer, Blake hurled himself at Roy. But it says Roy was more than ready for Elton Blake's sudden lunge. It's ready. a sudden lunge. <laughs> uh, the, the old sudden lunge set me. fucking meat and drink this to me. The uh, sudden uh, lunge. Lucky for me, that's my fucking speciality, cunt. I've been I'm a fucking, fucking footballer. Let me tell you, I've been suddenly lunged at more times than you've had fucking hot dinners. There's no cunt in Melchester who has been suddenly lunged at more than Roy Race. <laughs> right? This isn't my first fucking rodeo. <laughs> so there it is. Elton Blake, the actor suddenly lunges at Roy. Uh, he says, uh, You're lying, race. You're trying to destroy me like you did before. Hang on, this is the frame we had in the last one. Fuck, yeah. they're fucking recycling it here. Yeah, lazy. Fuck's sake. It's from a different angle, to be fair. Mm. Um, and uh, You can do says, that with drawings, though. You can do a yeah. drawing, and then you can just adjust just, the angle of it. You just twist 360 it around, degrees. You? Yeah, you twist it, and you just print it at a different angle. Yeah. Uh, so there we are, and uh, the, <laughs> the uh, inspector says, "Roy, look out!" As we heard in the last one, and uh, Roy just has a com- fucking conversation with him. The sudden lunge seems to go in slow motion because uh, Roy says, uh, "It's all right, Inspector. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not standing with my back to him this time." And he absolutely fucking clouts Blake right yeah, on the it, chin, a straight right-hander. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, if this was on stage, we'd all be standing up and cheering. Fucking brilliant. Yeah, it's really well drawn as well because it has these sort of red shock lines all around. It's sort of, it's almost as if there's been an explosion. Yeah. Yeah, fucking is an explosion when the old racy fucking one-punch racy goes to work. It's like a fucking nuclear bomb's gone off on your fucking jaw, you cunt. (laughs) An explosion of Roy Ray's violence. Bang! uh, You sparked, you cunt. (laughs) That's what you get for a sudden lunge. His head snaps back. He goes, ooh! When I saw you on the floor, 
doing a southern lunge. <laughs> 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 That's Roy's little joke afterwards. <laughs> and even the other suspects all join in laughing. Then I punch you in the gob and put you straight on your ass. Just a little <laughs> joke there, cunt. <laughs> but seriously, don't suddenly lunge at me again. Take him away. Or anyone. <laughs> anyone else want to fucking go? Thought not. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> Roy goes there. Uh, sorry about that, but I think I've earned the right to take at least one punch at him. <laughs> really weird logic. But that right. I mean, my <laughs> attitude is we all walk around in life wanting to punch people, but <laughs> we live in a civilised world. You can't just punch people willy-nilly. You've got to earn the right, a credit, if you will, a punch credit. And that can be earned in various ways. Perhaps it's someone who's just repeatedly tried to kill you. Or it's been eyeing up your missus consistently all evening in the pub, right? Then you have earned the right to execute that punch that you've been dreaming of for sometimes for years. If it's a good punch, you can just call it quits. Let him go. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, he says, I I think I've earned the right to take at least one punch at him. And the inspector says, you saved us the trouble, Roy. (laughs) <laughs> we were going to punch the curtain as well we were going to give him a fucking good going over in the witness room just That's because we, we do didn't we were in 1982 I don't know he's an actor slightly effeminate in some ways so we thought you know we Easy. are not we are early 80s policemen we are duty bound to kick shit out of him covering <laughs> him in towels first it was something I learned from a chief inspector I met at the ah, uh, ah. at the at the Freemason Lodge I attend <laughs> He's used it a great deal on innocent Irishmen. <laughs> All right, Constable, take him away. And it says, uh, as Blake was hauled from the interview room, the inspector basically covers his ass at this point. He goes, uh, he was always top of our list, right? Yeah, fuck off. No, he wasn't. Yeah, we thought he it was him. A clue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I knew it was him. Yeah. Uh, he says, although we've still got to establish beyond any doubt that he was responsible for the shooting, but I think we can break him down now. <laughs> oh, we're yeah. going to break him down. Don't worry we're gonna about dismantle that. Him. We're going to dismantle him psychologically, and then we might build him up again. We might not. <laughs> Who knows? Um, and Roy says, but why? Why did he try to kill me? <laughs> and there's a nice close-up of the inspector's head there, because he's got a long little speech um, I understand that the television series about the Rovers was Blake's last chance of becoming a really big star <laughs> if he convinced himself that you had him removed from the series need I say more Roy <laughs> well yeah it's, it's the yeah lots of murders are, are carried out because of that kind of thing people mm. get the chance to become a big star and have, have it thwarted at the last minute yeah so uh, it's understandable the, the, isn't it? the, the most common response in the showbiz mm. industry, to missing out on a good bit of work is to go on a killing Attempt spree. Murder. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, so then we have Arnie Beckiff looking at all fucking smiles because he's got away with it. Uh, he puts his hand on the inspector's shoulder. He says, uh, "I told you it wasn't me, Inspector. So how about letting us out of here?" <clears throat> Sorry, Mister Beckiff. There's a little matter of trying to sell Australian swampland as valuable building plots. Ha <laughs> ha! Get in. <laughs> what? Valuable what? Uh, nah, you got the wrong mic. <laughs> he 
you got the wrong Australian. It says it was Roy who had exposed his villainous cousin's bogus land agency. More jargon. <laughs> more jargon for the nine-year-olds there. Weird. What's a land agency? Um, and Beckett suddenly turns, turns nasty. He says, I should have plugged you myself, Rice. <laughs> Listen it's to what Roy says, cousin. though. Yeah. And you're nice to know too, Arnie. It was a really weird comeback. Doesn't mean anything, does it? Fucking classic, that was. <laughs> that shot him up. Fucking zing. 1-0 racy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and eventually the other suspects are gradually dispersed. It says the other suspects were swiftly released. Brinsden's <laughs> legging off down the road out of the police station as the copper tells him, and don't forget, Brinsden, you're still barred from the rover's ground. Brinsden says, don't worry, I'm not going back there again. But then he thinks, not for a while anyway, but as soon as things have cooled down, I'll be back where I belong, rooting for the rovers. And it says, Roy obviously hadn't seen the last of Trevor Brinsden, his greatest fan. So they're putting that there for the future. Keep an eye out for him coming back. I don't know if he does. I don't remember seeing him again. But uh, we'll see. Vic Guthrie. Uh, where the fuck's Vic Guthrie? Oh, he's coming out of the interview room. Vic Guthrie says, Roy, aye. I oh, know he's not. He played for Wales, but he's not Welsh, is he? No, he's, he's, uh, he's like Vinnie Jones. He's London. Yeah. Roy, aye. And I know, Vic. It's all been pretty messy. After everything that's happened, there's only one thing I've got to say. See you at training next Tuesday, 9.30 sharp. <sighs> what the how about fucking sorry you can yeah I bet exactly. I nearly fucking went down for, for murder right mm. you should have fucking cleared my name a long time ago I've been through yeah. hell I haven't fucking slept in weeks uh, you know I'm on antidepressants yeah the doctor <laughs> gave them to me right my missus couldn't take it anymore she's fucked off right I've been, been training. I've been suspended from training, which means my, somehow you saw to it that my wages were suspended, right? I've put on a stone. I, I put so I could be, my kids won't look at me because the other kids in the playground have been saying your daddy's a murderer, right? He's a filthy little killer. My, my life has gone to shit, right? And you could you could have taken all that away, but you didn't. And now, not so much as an apology, you just told me to turn up for work next week. <laughs> well, take it or leave it, sunshine. You know I'll me. I'll take it. Roy, Roy Race never apologises. Habeas Corpus. Yeah, habeas Corpus, sunshine. <laughs> no retreat, no fucking surrender. <laughs> See you at training. <laughs> yeah, it did get a bit messy. Up. I will admit it got a bit messy, right? But that's, as, that's all I'm willing to admit. It was just admin. That's all. Life admin. <laughs> but if you don't turn up on Tuesday, you're fired. <laughs> and I will personally see to it that you will never work in top flight football again or entertainment of any kind <laughs> including circuses well there'll be no more mention of this ever uh, and this is Roy still had a big problem to deal with and it's Arthur Logan getting into his car at the police station Mr Logan wait surely now we can come to an understanding about Kenny because of course Mr. Logan doesn't want Kenny to play for the Rovers, even though he's one of their top players. He's uh, he must be earning a lot of money, uh, fulfilling his dream as a footballer. But Arthur Logan still doesn't want him to be a footballer. Uh, Logan I hate says football. 
I've nothing to say to you, Reese. The fact remains that you enticed my son away from me. You are, in essence, a groomer. A nonce. <laughs> if you came up north of the border, we would deal with you in the traditional way that we have always dealt with predators of your elk. He, says, so, uh, he can leave the club any time he likes for all I fucking care. Are you familiar with Border Reavers? They are the men who used to go over the border into Scotland and steal cattle and sheep. We have methods of dealing with them. Suffice it to say, you are not welcome in Scotland again, Mr. Rice. Right. To put, to put a finer point on it, we would burn you alive, tied to a stake, as if you were a witch. Inside a wicker man of our own making. You can fucking try. You wouldn't be the first, and I doubt you'll be the last. Uh, <laughs> He's trying to fucking burn old racy here. <laughs> we, fucking hell, it gets very fucking freaky in a minute. Um, Roy says he can leave this club anytime he likes. All I ask is a few moments of your time before you go back to Scotland. So there we, it cuts back to Mel, Mel Park. It says, at Mel Park, where Rovers were playing Hunterford in a league game, the match had developed into an untidy midfield battle. Because Roy's not there, you know, to spark mm. um, any excitement and skill. Uh, says A fan says, another bad pass from Kenny Logan. He must be wondering what the heck is happening down at the police station. <laughs> They're all worrying about it. That's why the game is such a shambles. The fucking 3-0 up. They're perfectly entitled to just knock it about for the last 20 minutes or These whatever. These fucking fans are they? They're born, man. We want seven. We want seven. And then Blackie... Like he sees someone up in the stands in the upper tier. He says, uh, Someone's waving from the stand. By glory, it's Roy. He's back. <laughs> the fucking match is still going on. Roy's been down at the police station, solved the crime. Uh, and I, just, before it's I just solved the fucking crime of the century, cunts. Might have another run out for the last five minutes, sub myself back on. Can't see the ref fucking objecting. Fucking hell. How long is this match going on for? And uh, I don't. I think that's no Baxter's. Actually, Kenny Logan might be no. I Baxter's get this as well. I fucking walked both ways. I didn't even drive. <laughs> well, I, I jogged. Didn't take well, the chopper know. either. And I'm wearing my normal town shoes, but I still managed to do a decent <laughs> time. <laughs> and no Baxter says, "And look who he's brought with him. It's Kenny's father, Arthur Logan." <laughs> Roy has brought Arthur Logan along. Roy's substituted himself. Got off the pitch, presumably got showered. He looks like he showered. Changed civvies. Yeah. Gone down to the police station. Uh, solved the murder solved case. Solved the crime. <laughs> punched fucking Elton Blake in the face. <laughs> had a little chat with all the other suspects. Yeah. And then got back to Mel Park in time for the end of the game. With old man Logan in time. With old man Logan with right, him cons- And I look a fucking million dollars. Have you <laughs> seen me fucking... Fair. Have you seen me suede town coat? <laughs> Look at his suede coat that he's wearing. It's Look lovely, at that. Feel that, cunt. Yeah, that's <laughs> real fucking sheep, that. Now, <laughs> bodge up and let me and fucking this cunt Logan sit down for a minute, will you? And he's he's got Logan along, alongside him, behind him, Logan looking shamefaced as if he's been arrested. But no. Um, it's Kenny's father, Arthur Logan. If Roy is hoping to convince him that professional football is a worthwhile career, he couldn't have picked a worse game. They're Fucking playing like hell. shit. 
Do you remember Logan turned up at Roy's house a while back? Yeah. And he was sure. at the gates and he was, yeah, with his wife. And he, I'm just trying to remember whether we embellished it or whether it was actually true that he smelt of whiskey. I <laughs> think he, we just assumed he was. I think that someone said he smells of drink or something right. like that. But it was clear right. that he'd driven all the way from Scotland and just rocked up outside Roy Race's house yeah. and started shouting the odds. And he swung a punch at Roy but missed. He did. Are you suggesting he arrests him for that or does Roy owe him a punch now for that? I think I've earned the right to give him at least one good fucking punch. I've got to do it in the centre circle. Come on. <laughs> I'm going to knock your head off. Now, listen, you remember I told you I'm fine for your son to fuck off any time. I just want a little bit of your time at the ground. I didn't tell you what for. Well, here's the big reveal, cunt. I'm going to fucking punch your head off in the centre circle. Then I want you <laughs> and your daft kid to fuck off. He's been upstaging me anyway, the cunt. <laughs> So there it is. That's the end of that one. Sparkle. Uh, Bang. <laughs> now Arthur I'm going to do a lap gonna of honour. Arthur Logan's going to get a lesson in uh, the reality of football. So uh, we'll see. Uh, there it is. So Mark's at 10 for that one. 10. 10. Yeah, absolutely. 11. If you can give yeah. 11 for something. I Fucking would. classic, Roy. Unbelievable. Love it. Well, there we go. Another Roy in the bag as we creep ever closer to the denouement of this uh, great annual. Well, I mean, I don't know how the annual finishes. I think it just fizzles out, doesn't it? Because no, it, it ends on a cliffhanger. Does it? It ends on oh, a cliffhanger yeah. that I, for years, having owned this book for over 10 years now, I have yeah. never known what happens after well, the end of this book. But I'm going to find out because you've I, got the fucking comics. I have got the key that will unlock the secrets. Yeah, lovely. As Urban Cookie Collective might have sang. Um, <laughs> that's it from this one. Um, a double header. Enjoyed that. Lots of action. No talk of walls, but lots of talk about football and crime solving. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be back for the, the post-investigation episode see if everything will get back to normal after this yeah. I think there's still twists left in the tail it's worth mentioning oh yeah as well. there always is it's Roy yeah. the Rovers yeah. you know nothing's ever dull but uh, all I can say is thank you very much thank you so much deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.